know you want, but don't get between me and the blood wine. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. All right. I mean, so. I just peed myself, so. Oh, I did too, but it wasn't because of the. Uh, just oh my God! Is that an elephant? That was a cock. <laughs> elephant cock. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, had, I thought he had two trunks for a minute. I was like, no, wait. I, what the hell that's am I watching? Back, that's his back trunk. That right. little elephant wasn't as impressive. All right. So, what are we? What episode are we watching today? Inquisition. By the way, if you want to see a really big cock, <laughs> watch the latest episode of Watchmen. Yeah, I haven't I seen that. any of it. No. I haven't seen any of them yet. When but I've already had, had a big spoiler. Seven or eight. I can't remember which one the last one was. You will see a pretty sizable cock. So uh, Dr. Manhattan returns. It, it's not special effects. <laughs> How do you know that, Dennis? You can tell. All right. Well, it was special and it had an effect. <laughs> it's real and it's spectacular. Yeah. It's real. All right, so we are watching, um, we're reviewing Inquisition. But I think before we Didn't start. Didn't expect that. Before we start, we have we to. We already made that joke, Ben. Yeah. Um, she got here on time. Um, that's what, what got us started, the whole Mel Brooks thing. Yeah, because I was singing the Inquisition. What a show, the Inquisition. Um, we have to talk about the passing of Odo. Odo God passed damn away. Damn it. Yes. Tough year for DS9. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. for Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, because what? Last week we were talking about DC Fontana, who passed away. Mm-hmm. And this week we're talking about, oh, I can't pronounce his last name, so someone else do it. Aubergenois. There you Aubergenois. go. Rene. Hey, with a French mm-hmm. accent. Rene Aubergenois. Perfect. Who is, I, I was shocked that he was 79 years old. But when you consider he was he was on MASH. Yes. And- you know, no, he was no, 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 Dennis. He was in Mash. That's a difference, because on Mash is the TV show. In Mash is the movie. He was in <laughs> Mash. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Good point. <laughs> that was yeah. That was like 1969. He was in Mash. No, was 70, wasn't it? Something like that. But it was a fucking long time. Long ago. ass time ago. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was in the 70s, early yeah. 70s. So yeah, Rene Aubergeois. He passed away. Um, that's a real bummer, man. Uh, yeah. It's a real bummer. And one of the things that we didn't um, mention when it happened, and it kind of went under the radar, but uh, the guy, uh, Robert Walker, yeah. was um, the actor who played Charlie Evans on the episode Charlie X on the original series. Yeah, he like passed the, away too. Yeah. He passed away, and that was a DC Fontana episode. Oh. So it was. I, wow. I know it's not right. Like it's sad when anybody dies, obviously. Yeah. But like when people from the original Star Trek die, it's kind of like okay. You know, and even with Rene Aubergenois, like he had cancer. Like it's yeah. probably thing that he passed away. Yeah, but, the but weird- he was seventy nine. <clears throat> Good. We're hitting that thing again, like we did back in was it twenty fifteen? We're basically sixteen, where everybody who was seventy nine, you know, that that around that eighty time frame. Just started, and it's like, nope, this is the way it is. Well, the thing is, though, it's like Rene Aubergenois is such a part of our existence at this point because we watch yeah. this show every week. Yeah. It's like, yeah. 
that that was kind of a little tougher you know and this one hit me particularly hard for some reason yeah well we met him i mean yeah that, that was the thing this is the first i think for this show this is one of the first ones that we've all had well not all but i mean somebody who people from our show have interacted with personally i mean i what was it it was before this but i knew i had met i didn't know uh the actor who played uh uh, sarek mark leonard but that was you know pre-internet days but then with you know renee we met him while we were doing you know dork trek kind of thing you know that was that intervention we went up to the cherry hill convention too that once though we met met none of them died oh i see what you're saying yeah yeah gotcha yeah, man, it's crazy. I mean, or do you know something I don't know? Because I really can't deal with no, well, I don't know more of this shit right now. I know nothing. I know nothing. I know nothing. Huh? <laughs> Sergeant Schultz is dead, also. <laughs> but yeah, man, just, just it's just crazy. He was in everything. Like, yeah. See, everything. I grew up watching him on Benson. Me too. That's how I knew. And, who and he that, was. that so for me, I know everybody calls him Odo, but I knew him as Clayton because on Benson, he didn't have the makeup. So I saw him, you know, he looked the way, you know, he would look or yeah, whatever. Like yeah. I could remember watching Benson. Like I don't remember shit about it when it was on, but I remember mm-hmm. like when they said, Oh, he was in Benson. And then I was like, Oh yeah, he was in Benson. He was the old white guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, he was the uptight, Robert Guillaume a hard time. Yeah. He was the uptight white guy always giving Benson a hard time. Now he wasn't there in the first season though. Yeah, there was a different yeah. uptight white guy because he was like, wasn't he the the chief of staff or something of Benson? Something like that, yeah. Because yeah. Benson was the he was the governor of the. Well, he was lieutenant governor, I think, at first, right? No, or he was pretending to be the butler. He um, was the butler. Benson yeah. was, but, but not he the, ends up he ends up becoming the lieutenant. governor. The governor. He, he, well, that was the thing. I think it didn't do a cliffhanger because he was running for governor. God, spoilers. He, he wasn't even. <laughs> he wasn't even the butler. Like he was the butler on soap. Yes. And then he got a spinoff. Yes. And then the with the character, not that you know, it was weird because he was suddenly younger when he was on Benson, but they did crossovers with characters sometimes, and uh, he was like, um, what do you call it? The uh, he wasn't chief of staff, but he was like in in charge of like some of the, the 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 planning or the the kitchen staff kind of thing it says he was uh benson dubois was hired to be the head of household affairs yeah for widowed governor eugene x gatling james noble and his oh, I daughter thought, i thought you're gonna stop at x yes eugene, eugene x. x yes <laughs> and Pretty then um, <laughs> yeah so he was like the, the the chief of household affairs yeah and then what's his name came in renee aubergenois who didn't like him very much because I think right. Rene Aubergenois, he was the. Now I'm just having fun. Those saying. are two fun names to say, though. Robert Guillaume yes. and Rene Aubergenois. Rene Vincent Dubois. He was the chief of staff beginning in season two. Clayton is very snobbish and high handed. He's also a hypochondriac. And then little did I know Jerry Seinfeld played a small role as Frankie, a delivery boy, an unsuccessful comedian for three episodes in 1980. He was asked to leave because of creative differences. (laughs) (laughs) Why do people make food delivery? No, it's just stop. There you go. So yeah. So it's kind of like Chris Rock and Beverly Hills Cop playing a delivery. Yes. So yeah, so there. So Godspeed and 
rest in peace, Rene Aubergenois. Uh, it's very sad. Very sad indeed. Again, because he's been a part of our lives now with Odo. The last couple of years. For the last Jeez. couple of years, and now he's gone. And Odo is, I mean, if we're, if we're you know, if we're being honest, he's one of the standout characters of this, mm-hmm. this series, you know? Yeah, he yeah. and Hork are probably like some of the characters that you think of when you think of DS9. I still yeah. want that space odd couple so bad. Now it's, yeah. that dream is, is gone forever, Ben. Maybe it'll happen in heaven one day. Well, no, that would require Quark to pass away, and I really don't want that. Yeah, that's soon. true. That's true. Rene Aubergenois. But so rest in peace, Rene Aubergenois. You are a good dude. I don't even know if you're a good dude. You might be a crazy maniac, but you were awesome. On, a good dude. You're awesome on Star Trek. Yeah, he's a good guy. Like when we went and saw him at um, Intervention Con a few years back, he would do like a drawing for you or something, and whatever money you paid him for the autographs or for the drawing or whatever you, the photograph or whatever, he donated it to um, Doctors Without Borders. Oh, that's awesome. But he wasn't out there like collecting money for, his, for himself. Well, Jenny, he got that Benson money, Jack, and you can't fuck, you can't fuck <laughs> with Benson that shit. Money. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's, yeah. I mean, you'd be stacking chips for life with that Benson money. Another, another person related to Star Trek passed away this past weekend. Marina Sirtis' husband. Husband, saw yeah. That too, yeah. Passed yeah. away. Yeah. He was only 61. Yeah, he was in a uh, Steely Dan tribute band. <laughs> really? Called Steely Jam. That's awesome. I love Steely Dan. Yeah. All right. Well, she had to cancel some kind of appearance or something. Yeah. And I saw some crybabies like, well, you know, you make an obligation to the fans. And, and I'm like, are you fucking wow. kidding right now? Yeah. You, you know, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I don't yeah. know the details of any of that, but it seemed like it was unexpected. Yeah, it was. Steely Dan, I love Steely Dan. Expected or not, that's like, I think that's an excused absence yeah, from a I, convention to go I, meet a bunch of fucking nerds. Whoever said that is the shittiest person in the whole wide world. Yeah. Yes. Probably also don't like The Last Jedi. <laughs> Which was a cinematic I'm masterpiece. I'm not going to go that far, but I liked it. But I will say, I, I saw a tweet that vindicated Ben over yesterday about somebody was bitching about J.J. Abrams. And like, you know what? We all knew J.J. Abrams when he ruined Into the Darkness or whatever. I was like, look, Ben, that's for you. <laughs> oh, I, I called it long before Into Darkness. I, space Movie 2009. Hey, okay. at, least, at least Space Movie 2009 was in Space Movie 1979. At least it was a different movie. Like He just made the same movie over again. But that's what he did with the others. Each one of them followed. If if they make a four, it's going to involve time travel, and somehow whales will show up. I guarantee there, it. There supposedly is a four in the works. No way, because Chris well, they Pine had canceled it. it. Well, no, they canceled it originally because Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth were promised money, and then they turned it down. But then somehow, I guess they got a new studio is going to produce it, so it's it's back on yeah pre production now. What do you mean? The, um, the guy who does Legion is the director, I think. Noah Hawley. David okay. Holler? God. No, David Holler is the character's name. <laughs> oh, shit. Noah, Noah Hawley. I'm just reading the, the like, I'm reading the Wikipedia and I was like, wait a minute, wait a yeah. minute. <laughs> yeah, that's Legion. Yeah. yeah. Legion's fucking, that show is an art installation. It's so, it's so wonderful. I, yeah, I've, I've been trying to work my way through it, but it's, uh, 
I haven't watched any episodes in like three months. Uh, whenever you watch them, like you have to like sit and watch. It's yeah. not something I can put on in the background. So like it's been a slow progression, which is why I don't remember the character's name apparently. <laughs> well, they don't say, I mean, they don't say his full name often. That's true. That's true. I appreciate the excuses that you're making for me. <laughs> they don't call him Legion in the show either. So That's true. Anyways. All right, so we're talking Inquisition. about Inquisition. Um, this is the 142nd episode of Deep Space Nine. Um, uh, we're like season six, episode 18. 18. <laughs> Directed by Michael Doran. Yes. Um, Dr. Brigier is going to a sexy medical conference, baby. I'm so a- happy too. Well, because he's going to have lots of sex and medicine, yes. And he's playing out, oh, no, no, I love conferences. No. Can't wait to breathe my dick. It's <laughs> conferences. Well, because Odo is the first person you see in the episode besides Julian. He's like, so you guys are going to one of your sexy medical conferences, yeah. huh? Yeah. When that You're first started, I was like, this, I hope this isn't like a sad Odo episode. I can't handle it right now. Oh yeah, God! Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't a sad Odo episode. And um, at first I saw this and I was like, "Oh no, what's what's gonna like?" We just had, we had such a great episode last week. I don't know if I'm in the mood for a throwaway episode. Yeah. Ugh, gosh, a medical conference. This could be anything. This could be awful. <laughs> like, but, but remember, this isn't it, TNG. It True. really didn't even seem promising. Like, because he woke up and he's like, "Oh, is it seven o'clock already? I'm so tired." I was like, "What the fuck is happening in this episode?" <laughs> Mondays, am I right? <laughs> yeah, like he totally turns into Garfield. Yeah. Gonna need Ractagino today. Computer <laughs> lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> but the but I mean, uh, uh, what seems to be at the time very a very simple thing. Uh, Chief O'Brien walks into the infirmary and it's like oh man i hurt my shoulder kayaking in the hollows yeah. again and he says okay i'll fix you and the thing about i've never separated my shoulder okay ever in a million never done it mm-hmm. the one thing that apparently from watching a lethal weapon and deep space nine yeah. it's really easy to fix you just bang it really hard against something and yeah. problem solved mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah. Riggs. If that's the one thing Hollywood has taught me is that it's really easy to fix a separated yeah, shoulder. If you, if you have like some lockers nearby, you can always fix a separated shoulder. <laughs> and this is a recurring incident for uh, O'Brien because this and goes Riggs. all the way back to TNG. Yeah. yeah. They both have gimpy shoulders. Does Riggs separate his shoulder in every Lethal Weapon movie? Riggs separates his shoulder to get out of a straitjacket in one of the movies. Like he just does it. Yeah, that's the second one because that's the one where the psychiatrist is trying to analyze him. Yeah, like he's he just can pop it out just at any. Well, isn't point. that what uh, Houdini? Yeah, could do that. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, yeah. And that's how he he part of his escape stuff is he could he was double jointed, and he could dislocate his shoulder on command. I've always heard that like once you do it once. Shoulder dislocate. Yeah. <laughs> like once you've done it a couple times, apparently it becomes easier and easier for it to just pop out. On yeah, that's not a good thing. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that the same thing with your collarbone though? Like once you break your collarbone, you're susceptible to breaking your collarbone. I would uh, think once no. you break anything. I broke my collarbone like pretty badly, but it's never broken again. How did you do that, Dennis? Uh, playing football. Like a pickup football game. I laid out for a pass. 
and out. somebody's yeah. knee went right into my shoulder. So, someone's knee. knee. Yeah. There you go. So what you're saying is you were, right having, my yeah. mouth. you were having gay sex and yeah, someone, okay, slammed, someone slammed their cock into you too hard. You found me out. Jeez. I don't want to ever encounter the cock that can break Dennis's collarbone. Come on, Ben. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this was when I was at the academy during my freshman year. So uh, when you're a freshman, whenever you uh, go home for vacation, you have to wear your service uniform and this was the day before thanksgiving yeah. and so i had to fly from colorado to charleston with in uniform with a broken collarbone oh fun. my god yeah that sounds fun one of our brave young men back from the war that's right all banged up <laughs> go ahead and take my seat in first class son yep let me buy you a drink yeah. that did not happen <laughs> so this was well, the 90s I was going to say before 9-11. So. Yeah, this is Pax Americana. We yeah. didn't have all that. So um, Brazier wakes up the next morning with a case of the Mondays. Has anyone ever said that to you? No, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, no. Somebody said that, they get punched in the face. <laughs> I don't really even like that guy very much, but that's my favorite thing. Dietrich Bader? Yeah, he's okay. But the, his part in Office Space is so wonderful. Yeah. yeah. What would you do with a million dollars? Two chicks at one time. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Look at me. I think it would take a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, office Space. So, yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden we see Sloan Peterson. Sloan Peterson's here. Sloan Peterson. <laughs> his name is Luther Sloan, but okay. No, his name I is Sloan. Sloan Peterson. Yeah, his name is Sloan and Peterson. Ferris Bueller, he's looking for, or you know, Ferris Bueller's coming to pick him up. Yeah. And he says, I, I a, a kiss for daddy? And then they make <laughs> part of the principal. And, and why, why, why Rooney didn't call social services immediately is completely beyond me. Like that he's into that shit. I think we, we find out years later why. Maybe that was the inciting incident. <laughs> That's disgusting. I'm just saying. And it's weird to see uh, Rooney was on uh, um, Deadwood. And that was like shortly after his incident. <laughs> but did, wasn't, he just a, wasn't he just collecting art? What, on Deadwood? No, no, no. In general, like that was his like, what was his? Sure. Like, That's what I heard the rumor was. He was like an art collector or something. I'm sure. Yeah. I'll have to look it up now. Art of naked children. Yeah, I just I, none of that. I don't. I I'm uncomfortable now with any Renaissance art with little like cherubim, little chubby angels. I'm like, mm. uh, you got something with less baby dick. Some, some aftermarket work done on it. Rooney wa Jones was arrested for possession of child pornography and accused by a 17-year-old boy of soliciting to pose nude for photographs. He pleaded no contest to a felony charge of soliciting a minor as what the accuser was 14. Yeah, the misdemeanor charge of possession of child pornography was dropped. His attorney emphasized there was no allegation of improper physical contact. His punishment was five years probation and to register as a sex offender. Ooh, Jones was listed as the U.S. Department of Sex Offenders. Okay. And that was what, in 2001 or 2002? Something yeah, like but that. this is as of 2019, he's still listed. Well, well yeah. that's a, like a your life. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's no more like the NWO for life. Now, um, 
I was trying to think of somebody else didn't. Well, what about Pete Townsend? Didn't Pete Townsend get busted for like mm-hmm. kid kitty stuff, but nobody yeah. cares anymore? Yeah, he said it was for like research for a book that he was writing because he had been abused as a kid or something like that. And it's like, you don't have to get that much into the research, man. Yeah, like he got in trouble too, I think. But nobody I'm remembers that. A method that. writer. I have to experience what I'm going to write. Right. <laughs> I found some cartoonists like that, but... Okay, he was only placed on the registration for five years after he admitted he used a credit card to access a child pornography. Well, that's just stupid. I wrote a <laughs> check to a prostitute. You gotta, you gotta buy a burner card for that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Or just that? don't do it. <laughs> yes, that, right. I think that's probably <laughs> that's the, the easy way out. That's probably the easy. <laughs> yes, don't do it. And nothing incriminating was found on his personal computer machine. That's good. He's probably fast. Yeah. So, but anywho, um, yeah. So Sloan Peterson shows up and he says, all right, well, we're here with internal affairs. And did you, did you guys have that visceral reaction? Anytime you hear the word internal affairs, you instantly think like they're narcs because you've watched entirely too much cop shows growing up. It's fun how we're mm-hmm. conditioned to think that internal affairs are the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Well, they are. That's the whole reason why they had uh, Anthony Anderson play the yes. internal affairs guy and then mm-hmm. become partners with Jeremy Sisto on Law and Order. Why is that? Yeah. Because like at first he comes in and he's investigating Ed Green and he's mm-hmm. the bad guy. And they're like, no, fuck this guy. He's IA, blah, blah, blah. But then he turns out to be an all right dude. Mm-hmm. Like, See, you know what? They're just cops too. They're, but I mean, they they watch the watch. Keep the cops in line. Yeah, they watch yeah, the watch. Yeah, but IA they always look for for shit, and they they you know they make mountains out of molehills and and take things the wrong way, and so do cops. <sighs> yeah, but you know, but these guys are like on a hyper elevated version of that because they're like cop cops. They're double cops. They're double cops. They're cop square. They're super cops. Robo cops. <laughs> Do you like? All right. I mean, yeah. It's just, it's just weird that we're conditioned to be like, oh, those guys are dirty because they're IA and blah. Wasn't there blah. a movie mm-hmm. called Internal Affairs in the eighties mm-hmm. that kind of set the tone for that? Was it the eighties or was it was it that far back? Uh, I never was, seen it. But wasn't Richard Gere in it? I think so. Did he have an affair internally? <laughs> With a hamster in his ass. No, that's just, no. It was a gerbil. That That was Infernal Affairs. Infernal Affairs, crime drama, 1990, Richard Gere. Yeah, I didn't think it was all the way back to the 80s. Yeah. I mean, 1990. enough. Richard Gere. 1990 is not the 80s. It might as well be the 80s. I mean, come on, Richard Gere. 1989 is a number, another summer. Sound of the funky drummer. Mm Mm-hmm. So Richard Gere plays Dennis Peck, a suave womanizer, clever manipulator, and corrupt policeman who uses his fellow officers as pawns for his own nefarious possession, or excuse me, purposes while showing a tender side as a devoted father. Andy Garcia plays an internal affairs agent who becomes obsessed with catching Peck when he suspects that Peck is not the poster boy police officer that the precinct has made him out to be. All right. Yeah, you wanted to catch mm. that pick. Mm. Yeah. 
All right. So I guess this was the first movie that kind of did all that. Ooh. Peck having rough sex with his wife. Yes. Wait, what's this movie again? <laughs> it's called Internal Affairs. I'm just I'm just scrolling down the Wikipedia and then of and course rough sex pops out. It to does. Breaking <laughs> breaking under pressure, Peck's wife reveals the name of one of his associates, which also happens to be the last name of two recent homicide victims. Meanwhile, um, so and so walks in on Peck having rough sex with his wife. Peck tries to goad what's his name into killing her, but uh, Arcosa shoots Peck in the foot instead. Wait, what? Yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm lost. In the and he's like, "Hey, kill my wife!" Like mid-stroke, he's saying this. I don't know, man. I'm just telling you. William Baldwin's in it. Nancy Travis. Young wagon finish. Wow, this is a pretty good cast. You've got Richard Gere, Annabella Scorsese. Uh, Andy Garcia, William Baldwin, Nancy Travis, Laurie Metcalf, Richard Bradford, oh, wow. and um, Elijah Wood. What? He had to be a little kid. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good cast. This is pre-Frodo. Yeah. yeah this was like, you know, what? Uh... Proto-Frodo. Proto-Frodo. <laughs> that was really good. Well done, sir. Elijah Wood best the best yep i'm telling you man i think that movie and fucking frodo had a lot to do with the rise of emo because i watched that movie over the weekend and if you look at frodo with his hair cut and like he's all sad and shit i'm telling you that those those two things kind of dovetail together he the could rise be in that, 30 seconds to mars looking that's like what that. i'm saying he could be in <laughs> you put frodo in any of those emo bands and you you're on to something right there was it the emo before that though i don't know man 99 that was kind well, of well what were the kids doing when i was in high school the the ones that always wore black and they were hating my, they were hating goth, goth and emo is like the the circular evolution of mm-hmm. that type of click so okay goth when you were all right i believe it went back to goth for a little while and it may be cycling back into emo now there was a little bit of an odd time in between when it was visigoth but listen it, I'm a little just, bit more violent and uh i'm just saying you can take frodo baggins and stick him in my chemical romance and nobody would know any different it'd be like oh yeah, yeah that's the guitar player just a little, guy. Just a little more black eyeliner yeah you know. Especially like when they're when they're like actually on the mountain with the like the schmutz under his eyes and yes. shit. Yes. Like yeah, he's totally emo as fuck there, dude. Yeah. So long and good night. More and emo more. Williams has nothing to do with this. Yeah, no. Emo Williams is just a very great comedian. Gotcha. All right. So anywho, Brashear is escorted to the wardroom where Sloan Peterson asks him a few questions. And they're they're softball questions, which oh, yeah. you know you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. He's, well, he he did the Columbo thing too. Mm-hmm. I was one hundred percent thinking Columbo. Uh, just one more thing. <laughs> one more thing. Yeah, he was totally like just being so nice to Julie and like, oh yeah, we we took your replicators out so you guys couldn't make weapons or communication devices, and you're gonna fucking starve. <laughs> No, I, do you want breakfast? Sure. Let's get your order down. Um, let's see. Let's see. And Jamie Dodgers. Okay, sure. <laughs> of course you want scones. You're a fri- fine British lad. Limey. Scones. Limey bastard. Red leaf tea. Oh, sure, sure. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And then he gets the wrong order and immediately goes to Space Yelp. Leaves us <laughs> horrible <laughs> review. Gak in the morning before. Yeah, you don't get to eat Gak now for a year. As soon as I saw the worms, all I thought was Lost Boys. You're eating worms, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Uh, see, I would have thought of the other one, the New Zealander one that Ginny put me watching. Uh, the biscuit is actually worms. What What are you talking about? The vampire <laughs> one. Oh, uh, uh, um, what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. They, they rip off that joke. That's cool. I love that yeah. joke. You, you, you're enjoying your, your biscuit. Uh, <laughs> your biscuit. Yes. Yeah. Why are you eating worms? You're, ah. eating, you're eating worms, Michael. <laughs> See, that's a joke. You make him think he's uh, he's going to get a big bowl of, of biscuit, and then you uh, make him think it's worms. It's very funny. <laughs> you're eating worms. All Michael. I was thinking was Julian obviously wasn't as hungry as he was saying because he didn't touch any of those worms. Well, that's a little early for Gok. But if you're, he was famished. I'm so famished. <laughs> He wasn't he's, that a, he's kind of a whiny Brit. Yeah. Yeah. So, you got that going for him. I mean, if somebody served me worms for breakfast, I'd probably just pass also. Yeah. You know, you know who uh, doesn't pass? Early birds. <laughs> well, I'm not a bird. That's very good, man. Uh, I think you have worms on the screen. Be yeah, there's like a clownfish being killed in yeah. the back. No, <laughs> he's with his anemone. But then O'Brien, <laughs> after he gets worms, like O'Brien, I mean, um, uh, your boy Brigier is kind of, he feels like things are out of place and just, it just, he gets this weird vibe. And then he gets a call from O'Brien. He was like, Hey man, they fucking grilled me for like five hours. And all they kept asking me was about you. This should have been how big your cock was. <laughs> they knew I was lying. First tip off right here. Because O'Brien's like, yeah, they just finished. I just finished talking to uh, what's his face for Sloan. two hours. Sloan. Two hours. It's like you just got done because I just got done talking to him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean they had the time had passed. I think because they kind of show O'Brien for two hours. I don't know. I, who knows how long it took O'Brien to get his food? I took it as like there was a, a sizable amount of time that had passed because he was like, "Oh man, I'm famished." So I figured that had been yeah. some time. But he was he was complaining about that for a long time now. I'm just telling you. It seemed you. questionable to me because like if they're going to take out the replicators and they're going to do all these things to prevent them from like making weapons and all this other shit, why wouldn't they turn off the communication between them? Well, if the well they did. They oh, did. He, he like rigged it. O'Brien's yeah. the only one who knows how everything works on the oh. stage. So O'Brien's like, yeah, man. it's half Cardassian technology still. So. He's like, yeah, I fixed this real quick. I just wanted to tell you that you're in some serious shit, bro. Okay, so Chief O'Brien, why do you know how Cardassian technology works so well? He's a spy! Ah, this is what Internal Affairs does. Spy, he's a spy. Lock him up. Lock her up. Lock her what up. about his emails? What about his email? Who? I bet he was get email. He asked Cardassia for those thirty thousand emails, and they just happened to show up. Yeah. On Space WikiLeaks. Mm. <laughs> Space Julian Assange is fucking all over that shit, bro. Mm -hmm. Julian Assange, Julian Bashir. Hmm, coincidence? I, I don't think so. so. You're the spy. Wake up, sheeple. 
I haven't had our good sheep a little long time. That was fun. Dork Trek Info Wars. Yeah. I mean, we'd make a shit ton of money doing that. We should start Let's selling. Do it. Like, oh, my God. We should like do a, uh, just like a limited run. We'd have to like um, we'd have to get some really shitty products and sell them to people. Just get a bunch of Brita water filters and put American flags on them. <laughs> it all has to be Trek related, though. Yeah. Right now, you can get this top of the line mouse, American mouse. <laughs> we don't have those French mice here. Nope. No Chinese mouse. Got freedom mouse. That's right. This freedom mouse. Freedom mouse <laughs> opens all of your files. That's right. <laughs> so open her emails with it. Yeah. Take that sheeple. Um. So yeah. So um. The hormones in the water are making the changelings gay. Then, oh, that's true. And then <laughs> Sloan Peterson shows up and he's like, look here, Brigitte, I know you're the fucking spy. You're oh, shit, the- mood changed. Yeah, it changed quick. changed quick. And he's like, I know you're the spy. You're the spy. You're the spy. And they just kind of go round and round and round like that for a while. And- what happened when you were in that prison camp? Huh? You were gone for five days. I mean, I'd- seven days. I mean, There's definitely what, no butt sex going on. That's for sure. Was it five days? Was it seven days? Did it feel like heaven because you were being pleasured by a man? Did it? Did it? How great was sex with a Vorta? You can tell me. <laughs> They've got please. <laughs> They've got hot ears. I bet they're erotic. Erotic. You can just like, grab them. So I mean, I'm 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 confused, Bashir. <laughs> What the fuck happens when there's two bottoms? <laughs> because I know if two, butt butt if, if two tops encounter each other, they generally will fight. And, and I've heard that when two bottoms encounter each other, they just cry. But I, I, I have to know for sure. If they're power bottoms, then it becomes a tug of whore. Ooh. Ooh. I tell you what, man. Um, William Sadler, who played Sloan Peterson in this episode, was really good. Ooh, he's kind of one of them bull queers, isn't he? Is he? <laughs> what are you just throwing? Are you just lobbing out accusations? He was he was uh, the lead sister in Shawshank Redemption. That's right. I totally forgot that. He was also and the green I didn't green just green randomly I didn't randomly just throw that that slur out. I thought I mean, you were just lobbing libel. Yeah, we people. thought you were just being shady. I thought if anybody was going to get that it would be Jenny. Holy shit, I didn't even realize that he was one of the sisters. Yeah. He was the head sister. Wow, that's why he looks so familiar. He's also President Ellis in uh the MCU. Yeah, and Jenny pointed out his uh, Bill and Ted thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the only one I remembered him from. Like, I completely forgot he was in Shawshank. I'm sure he's been on Law and Order several times. Oh, yeah. He's, of course, he's one of those he is. Guys. Well, yeah. we saw him in something else, and the whole time it was distracting us because of we were expecting him. We were making the death comparison, I thought. I forget what the other movie we've seen him, we've seen him saw him. He saw was, him in. He was on Law and Order Criminal Intent. He played Kyle Devlin. Yes. There and he are. was arrested. Yes. Yeah, interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. I didn't know yeah. that. That's really And look out! <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the log is much safer, Ben. Holy God. I just got eaten by a sea turtle. <laughs> that was an eel. 
Well, it's just mantas were fine. That's what Steve Irwin said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Too soon? Too soon. Too soon, okay. Although right after that had happened, we had gone to the Living uh, Aquarium Museum, you know, whatever, the, at Virginia Beach. And there's a, a like a place where you can actually pet some of the sea creatures. And they had the rays in there. But, you know, it's a small, you know, friendly they, ones or whatever. They take their stings out. Yeah. Well, they were like, oh, touch them and see it. And so all of us are going and, you know, the, the kids are like, ooh. Except for my number two son who's just like, uh-uh. <laughs> and he's like, I heard what they did to that man on TV. I ain't touching them. You ain't tricking me. He's like, no, no, no. We, we just got the insurance policy. I've seen them swimming in uh, the marina by Langley Air Force Base. So apparently, uh, like manta rays, not mantas, but uh, I guess they're cow nose or stingrays or something like that. Mm -hmm. They they swim up and down the Chesapeake Bay in the springtime. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Uh, Another reason not to swim. were like ocean creatures. Mm -hmm. Well, the the Chesapeake Bay is, you know, ocean Brackish, like, you know. Yeah. Brackish. I love that word. Yeah. Brackish. Okay, so I have to be I have to be that person now. He was not one of the sisters in Shawshank. Was no, what? he, he was, was in Shawshank. No, that's right. He, he was, was the he other was one guy. Of the friends. There you go. Okay. Like once you said it, it started clicking, and I was oh. like, now I remember. Yeah. You know what? That's why I didn't recognize him as one of the sisters because he was he like the wasn't. tough guy who was a little slow. Yeah. He list, He always wanted to listen to the country music. Mm-hmm. And he I was saying, I why Why would you play opera? When you could play like, you know, Hank Williams or something. That's his, yeah, okay, there you go. I remember him like going to the library and he finds a book and he's like, Alexandra Dumbass. <laughs> Wait, well then who is the sisters? I don't was, 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 Oh, damn it. No, I know who that guy is, but I don't know his name. Fuck. I can place him. He's, he's a ginge. Yeah, he was in that TNG episode where Troy was dreaming about the murderer, the guy who pushed the the lady into the like plasma conduit or something. Then he kept raping all the men. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was like, he kept like making, he was kind of telepathic and he kept making Troy relive the murder. Oh God. You guys remember that episode? Yes. Yeah. That, that, that guy was the lead sister. There you go. All right. So we were half right. Close. Close. Well, I feel horrible now that I got that wrong. Okay. I mean, he's, he doesn't listen. He'll be okay. What if is that Mark Ralston? Mark Ralston is the, the sister. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, yep, that's, the, yep, there he is right there. Mm-hmm. He's like a ginge, yeah. Also in Lethal Weapon 2, where you could just break your arm. It comes back around. Man, I, it's, it's like a boomerang. all this, connected. This show is like a boomerang. <laughs> a boomerang. <clears throat> yep. So, um, so yeah, so Sloan Peterson is being a real dick to Brigier. And then at some point, your boy Cisco is like, I can't let this happen. You're just, a, you know, you're, he needs some counsel present. I'm going to help my friend. Ben's going to get eaten by another fish. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I look away, he looked up and like went, oh, no, he's, oh, no, he's going to catch me. He's going to catch me. I got to, I'm not going to eat you, Ben, I swear. <laughs> Uh, so next we can go back to the logs. So now Brigier is there. Uh, Brigier is there with Cisco, and as much as I like Cisco, and it's weird that you're watching an aquatic scene because I figured 
if Cisco was going to be any animal, he'd be a catfish. Discuss that amongst yourselves. Like that's what I see. When I see Cisco, I think catfish. Why? Hmm. Help me. Because he's from uh, Louisiana. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my answer. I'm sticking right. with he's it. He's either catfish or a spicy chicken sandwich. <laughs> that's racist. <laughs> It's something on the menu of Popeyes. That's a Louisiana kitchen. I think yeah. some of it is his weird facial hair. It's very, it's very catfishy to me. Like the, mm. I don't I, know. I think his, his mustache would need to be longer. I think. Okay. For mm. me, to, for me to see it, it's yeah, for you. That's yeah. Fine. I just every time I see him, I just think about a catfish. See, for me, the, it doesn't have to be longer. It actually needs to be shorter and and more uh, scraggly. It's like a wide mustache, you know, because catfish have wide mouths. So you got to kind of have like a wide mustache. (laughs) Well, that's what we always, the guys like in high school who were trying to like the, you know, grow it out, but it wasn't really coming in. It only starts here. Yeah. Yeah. And you just have those little, little short whiskers that were like, dude, what are you, those were the guys that we called catfishes. The, the anti-Hitler. So nothing in the middle, but on the edges. (laughs) Yeah. The anti Hitler. Yes. The anti-Hitler. I like the anti-Hitler. That was his sister actually. His kids always looked up to her and were like, Anti Hitler. No. Okay. Good try, though. I was, into ben. <clears throat> I was into it. Look, I've had like four beers this evening. I don't know. I, I fell asleep watching uh, a synopsis of why Boba Fett was as awesome as he was. Boba Fett's not awesome. He's not. He's, he's, a my, fa- he's my favorite character in the entire trilogy. He's, Boba Fett stinks. Boba Fett is cool because you know nothing of him. Exactly. Yes. Like, what, the one thing he does do is he gets eaten by the fucking Sarlacc, and that's it. Oh. He, he gets better. They retconned that whole thing, though. Like, he he well, gets better. Like, the whole thing know, about him yeah. climbing out, like, that's now not canon anymore. Because it was that's, canon for a little Yeah, while. it was canon for a long time, but yeah. And it will be again. Yeah, probably. Boba Fett sucks. No spoilers. Oh no! Is that what's happening? The man, he's going to show up in the Mandalorian. I don't know. No, but that was there was a mysterious character in one of the that we didn't we couldn't see, uh-huh. and when he walked in, and he's walking across sand, we hear his uh, spurs, and that was one of the things. Is whenever Boba Fett would walk, you could hear spurs like on cowboy boots, and so everybody's like, "Oh my God, they're going to bring Boba Fett back." It's like they're not going to bring Boba Fett. Back. And by Spurs, Ben means uh, David Robinson, Avery Johnson, and Tim I was Dill. thinking, I was thinking Deli Ali and <laughs> Harry Kane. Yes, I'm Harry, Harry Kane. The glasses came off. I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> um, I think this I, is a sports ball reference. I don't like. I see when the Spurs play the Wolves, you have to ask: Is that English soccer or the NBA? Mm, I don't know. I'll tell you what though, I don't I think Boba Fett sucks. Overrated. Boba Fett is probably the most overrated character in all of like movie fandom. And I think the sucks. prequels like brings him down as a character for me. Because he's such what? a punk ass little kid. And he's Hawaiian. Oh, yeah. I had no idea Boba <laughs> Fett's Hawaiian. <laughs> like like Aloha Fett. Yep. Aloha <laughs> Fett. Yep. It means hello and goodbye. <laughs> Yep, he's Hawaiian. I thought that was hilarious. Hawaiian. I fucking, yeah, Boba Fett sucks. I did have a, a prequel mystery solved for me. Because oh. um, I've been watching the movies in preparation for 
uh, the last one. Don't be that guy, Dennis. The, the, those movies that you're watching now will have nothing to do with what you're watching now. They're not no, completely know, unrelated. It's, it's just point. a fun thing to do. Well, well maybe not the prequels so much. <laughs> but uh, there was, so when they're walking through the clone factory, mm-hmm. they're like showing, like they show the kid clones and then the mm-hmm. 20-year-old clones. Mm-hmm. The 20-year-old clones look like Amidala's captain at the beginning of Attack. Yeah, Commander Cody. No, not not Commander Cody. Like uh, a pilot guy. The guy he's standing on the platform with her when the ship gets blown up at the very beginning. Okay, but he looks, he looks just like the twenty-year-old clone people. And I was like, do they just have the same guy and they're trying to trick us? Or yes. like I couldn't figure it out for the longest time. And whenever you try to like look it up on Google, they always say no, no. Uh, they always put the Django Fett guy. That was the clone. That was clone. I was like, no shit, that guy doesn't look anything like <laughs> the, the guy who I'm talking about. But there was a third person who was playing the 20-year-old clones. And that guy just happens to look very similar to uh, the guy who was playing uh, the Naboo captain. Interesting. <clears throat> but I don't think I'll watch the prequel movies ever again. I think I'm done with them. You're done with them? I think yeah. so. I mean... There's no, pur- there's no purpose to watch them. I, I used to hate them, but I can't now. Why is that? I, I've... Because I have more than Star Wars, I have, or more than Star Trek, I have sons who watch Star Wars. And it is a great, like you wouldn't have had the Clone Wars animated series or uh, Rebels. That I'm fine with, the Clone Wars animated series. But you wouldn't have had that without the prequels. You know what, Ben? We wouldn't have Discovery without Star Trek 2009. Boom. Yeah, we would. No, we wouldn't. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, we would. Put some respect on it, Jenny. Jenny, just put some respect on your name. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny just duplexed Ben. Yeah. And I think when your kids get older, Dennis, they will want to watch. The, they will want to watch. The, that's the great thing is there's plenty of other Star Wars to watch. They don't have yes, to watch. But only one of them is Attack about only one of only one of them is about a kid their age. My son. Yeah. My son watched the shit out of Phantom Menace. And I was like, dude, don't you want to watch Star Wars? And he's like, nope, I want to watch Anakin. Anakin's the best. Ugh. Yeah. So like I said, I must, there was a phase. Unfortunately, my son's not a white kid, so he won't see himself <laughs> in Anakin. He won't see himself in anything in, in those movies. Yeah. It, maybe the clone. He'll see the Boba Fett. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we, Boba we, Fett, where? We must have watched Phantom Menace a thousand times. Bobby watched Ugh. it. Yeah. It is so bad. Mm-hmm. It has its moments. Does it's got it? that pod race. Well, <laughs> like the, the lightsaber fight is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Darth Maul is great. Yes. Yeah, I never cared for him. They, I, Ewan, I think McGregor, Ewan McGregor is the only consistently good thing for me. In yes. the I mean, mm-hmm. I think, and, and, and Liam Neeson is really good, yes. even though they kill him. Um, it's His weird. character, Qui-Gon Jinn is annoying to me. The pod race goes on entirely oh. too long. It's, but that's the kind of thing that kids like. It Did was we like get a, all three laps. They just stuck oh, a NAS, They just stuck a NASCAR race in the a space NASCAR <laughs> race in the middle of the fucking movie. Yeah, it went on for like and I, and as you watch it, you go, "Holy shit! When does this end?" It's like twenty five <laughs> minutes long. It is. It's so and long. Keep the, but the kids stay just completely. I can see that. Yeah, like keeping yeah. in on it. You definitely would do it. But if you're an adult watching and it, I st- it is- and I still don't understand how Anakin wins this race because his pod doesn't start for like what seems like an eternity. But it's so fast. 
But that's bullshit, Dennis. <laughs> the fastest pod out there. And he's he the catches best the field pod. so quickly. Yeah. Like, as soon as he goes, he's like zipping around people. It's like, what are these people doing? Yeah, well, they just hanging out. We got away for Anakin, everybody. Hang on. Even, no. <laughs> to be fair, even Jabba is bored by the pod race. Yes. So, I feel like I'm in good company when it the comes. Po- yeah, the pod race is bad. Um, but nothing is worse than the Clone War movie. Special effects are so terrible in Phantom Menace too. Yeah, it's because it's it's too much CG. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta they, mix that. You gotta mix that practical shit in, baby. That's why the Lord of the Rings movies is where it's at. Every got, time I see like like when they do the the droid battle against the uh, Jar Jar Binks people, yeah, it's mm-hmm. terrible. It looks like a, a Windows XP screen. Yeah. It's awful. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. And like when you watch the Super Mario Brothers scene in the droid factory with <laughs> Amidala and like, yeah, it's awful. Oh my no, God. So I kind of want to go back and watch the NFL combine. <laughs> it's terrible. But that's why the Lord of the Rings special effects look so great because it's practical yeah. and CG. They're contemporary we, movies. Yeah. We were watching, I forget what it was. It was some live action Batman thing. And my youngest is watching it with me. He's like, man, the graphics in this are so good. This, this could be in a game. And I'm like, this is, <laughs> this is live action. This, this is real. This is guys in suits that yeah. somebody, you know, there's no CGI in what we're watching right now. Oh, it's the 1960s Batman. No, no, this was some, some new thing. I can't, I don't know what it was from, but he's like, yeah, the graphics in this are good enough. They could put it in a game. I'm like, now game is is the higher standard for the zoomers that they're like oh yeah that's almost good enough to be in a video game i mean go back and watch gladiator the effects in gladiator are awesome too like you can do special effects well george lucas just chose not to he just said like i don't need people let's just all let's just story is so great the story will sell the movie (laughs) yeah let's talk about galactic politics for another 25 hours yeah my wife i would i told her i uh i finished watching the attack of the clones and she's like you always watch that kind of stuff you never want to watch like a love story i was like this is a love story a pretty terrible one but it's a love story <laughs> that's the worst part about that movie god it's all if they took out all of the courtship of anakin and padme it wouldn't be that bad a movie mm-hmm. it still wouldn't be great but it you know i mean christopher lee's pretty awesome in it yeah Duke yes is, dooku's great and that's why the clone wars is awesome because dooku's in it Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the interesting characters they kill—it's—it's it's terrible. Yeah, and then I'm not. Are you guys rushing out to see the new movie, the new Star Wars? Are you guys going to mm-hmm. rush out? I'm going to see it next. Friday. I have yeah. to. Yeah, you don't have to do anything, Ben. Well, I, the kids are going to want to go. Oh well. I'm are you going Thursday night? Um, they don't have to go that well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Friday morning, eight thirty in the morning. I might save it for Christmas this year and let that be our. Uh, because we go out to Chinese in a movie. Mm-hmm. So maybe that'll be it. That'd be crowded. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that, though. Yeah. I don't know. The Goyam usually sleep in on Christmas and spend time with their family. So. That's true. He's right. The Goyam. What time do the theaters open on Christmas Day? Usually the regular time, like uh, 1030 or 11. So I figure if we... Regular. Like AMC is open like 8 o'clock in the morning. Get out of here. No. Not around here. Yeah, it is. I'm going to see it at 8.30 on Friday morning. I'm going to That's go watch crazy. it. That's oh, wow. a special thing, though, because I never see movies that early. Like, like even I on always Saturday try morning, to get the earliest showing whenever. I pick the earliest out. show here at Regal in, on Saturdays when the kids are over. Yeah. And that's at 10.30 at best. 
It might be because it's Star Wars too. Because like Sunday Ben morning, and I, we tried to go to that movie like a few weeks ago, and they the earliest showing for what was it Midway or something was like. Mm-hmm. 11 o'clock in the morning like they yeah. had no shows before that time in the morning yeah if but, there's if there's movies that are out that they have a bunch of show times for then they'll start like oh nine eight in the morning i gotta I tell you i gotta you. tell you man i don't i i don't want to be that guy but i don't give a fuck about this movie like i just don't care i'm kind of excited to just see where they take it where they you know how they wrap it up at this point i just don't like i haven't seen one try i just don't give a fuck like just don't i don't care and i just have to finish it yeah and i mean and i but is it's not it's the thing is it's never going to be over well yeah it is this i mean the the skywalker saga will be done this is the last one from that i mean there'll be a post-credit scene you'll say that but it ain't it's never gonna end it ain't never gonna stop people you know I was that. joking about the Darth Vader scene. Jump into a time portal and go back in time. He's gonna enter <laughs> the time. So, okay, you guys know more about Star Wars than I do. Cool. Frank and Frank so, shows up. So, in none of the the spinoff stuff or whatever, they 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 don't really touch on time travel for any of that. Right? Yeah. They've kept that they've kept that out of it. Thank God. Yeah. All right. Thank God. No, because that's one of the things I hate about Star Trek is when they start fucking with time. Yeah, but they brought Palpatine back, man. That's like the biggest fucking... Have they? I mean, according to the interwebs, he's everywhere. His voice is in the trailer. Like, okay. But it'll be Palpatine. <laughs> Alpatine? Like, Palpatine. Like in the... Uh, I forget what books they were, but it was uh, talk about the clones or whatever. So yeah, it was... Clones, yeah. When they write the clone's name, they have like an extra letter in their name so there was a clone of luke that was luke it was l-u-u-k-e but my yeah. point being is like i just think it's just bullshit fan lip service at this point because people like the fucking nerds were outraged that's fine about the last movie so they're just like oh yeah we go bring palpatine back it's like i'm down on, for man. a fan service movie come on man i don't need that shit i don't i remember the theory that obi-wan was a clone and this is way back pre-internet days clone because no, because his his name, we were misinterpreting what Obi Wan was. It should have actually been O B one. Then he would be a droid. No, because that's how they named clones. Because we didn't know any better. Yeah, I'm not trying to be that. I'm, I'm not just, trying to sound. Is, I'm not trying to sound too cool for school, and maybe I do, but I just don't give a fuck about this movie, man. That's like. Fine. Yeah, I don't even own a television. Everything doesn't have to be for everybody. No, no, I own a television. I just bought a new television. I'm really excited about it. And I've been watching Mystery Science Theater 3000 nonstop on it. Um, but no, I just is I it just, a 4K television that you're watching? This no, 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 no. I didn't get a 4K television because I don't have anything that outputs 4K, so it's kind of pointless. Yeah. I just don't I just don't I just don't care. But don't you have it built in? What the 4K stuff? Yeah. You can watch Netflix on 4K. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, my TV and the OS. I, I have like I don't watch anything on the PlayStation. I like my Netflix, my Hulu, my YouTube, my YouTube TV. All of that is like in the TV. I don't know, man. I just bought a TV for thirteen dollars. It was oh, well. awesome. <laughs> I think you can select 13. the resolution, like in Netflix, like whatever. Oh, resolution. See, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. it don't matter. But let's um. But yeah, I don't so know. You saw how realistic those fish looked earlier. That was crazy, True. man. That was crazy. Um. So yeah. So then all of a sudden, 
Cisco is there and he's hanging out and it's not working. And to be fair, Cisco's not even really doing that great of a job. He's like, I know all this seems bad. And yeah, Julian's probably a traitor. I don't think he's did it. <laughs> sure, he, li- he lied to me on numerous occasions. He's always doing bad shit. And as Sloan's like, well, he tried to save those junkies. And he was doing this. And you're like, yeah, Julian, you kind of suck at this whole thing. Like, yeah, you're a real shit heel, buddy. Are, are you a spy, Julian? <laughs> <laughs> if that's your real name, you liar. I mean, what kind of name is Bashir anyway? Show us your ears. <laughs> you're a Vorta. <laughs> you're a clone. I know it. You fucking Vorta. I thought it was pretty funny when they were taking him to jail and the one guy's like, yeah, I was at the battle, blah, blah, blah. A lot of my friends died. And Julian's like, a lot of my friends died there too. He's like, yeah, but they were Jem'Hadar. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. He, yeah, he stalled you, Julian. Yeah, dude, that's totally like, yeah. That guy just dunked on you. Julian, turn, Julian turns into Hillary Clinton in the 2016 <laughs> election in this. It's amazing to watch. <laughs> Yeah. And then all of a sudden he gets beamed away and he ends up on a Vorta ship. But his personal logs. And there's Wayun, <laughs> and there's Wayun right there. Wayun's like, oh, yes, Julian. Yes, you're a spy for us, aren't you, Julian? Every time. You yes. all say you're not, but you know you are. And then we give you these fucking scones and then it clicks everything back into place. And Julian's like, no, dude, I'm not a spy. Like, I don't understand what's happening here. I just had dinner before I watched this, but when he opened up that tray and he had the scones and in the jam, I was like, that, that looked good. That, that's that's really good, and I would like to have that. Yes, please. If if I say I'm a spy, will you give me that? Right. <laughs> I'm spying on that plate, baby. You got a ma- you got a map of the quadrant? Let me show you where all our bases are. <laughs> all our bases are belong to us. <laughs> they look so tasty. So he, he's a spy and everybody knows it. But then Julian finally figures out, he's like, wait a minute. Why are they both trying to convince me that I'm a spy? Sloan Peterson's doing it. And so is Wayun. That means Sloan. I Pe- am a spy. That means no, 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 Ben. <laughs> oh, it is. It is pretty dumb logic. Yeah. It's like, like, clearly if they discovered you were a spy, then they would be trying to make you admit it. And clearly the Dominion wants you to remember that you're the spy so you can tell them all the good information. Right. He says, no, that means this is something, there's something rotten in Denmark and it's gotta be that Sloan Peterson. (laughs) They're working together. Are working together. And then magically, um, the defiant finds them, which I don't understand how that happened. And they start defiant, start shooting them, and then Worf and Kira beam over, which I don't understand how that happens either. Because um, you think and they would have their shields up, right? It's all very convenient. Well, if yeah. you if you shoot them hard enough, their shields come if down. If you shoot them hard enough, <laughs> it took a lot of uh, energy to make those scones. Yeah. So that took some that drained mm-hmm. the shields quite a bit. Yeah. Turn on the convection of. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, shields are down to 37%. We're almost at golden brown. We tripped the bit breaker again. Yeah. I told you not to use the microwave and the toaster oven at the same time. We need those scones for our super spy. <laughs> <laughs> 
But then, so they beam over and they take Julian and what, what you think would be a happy reunion is not <laughs> because everybody on the Define is like, you're a fucking spy, Julian. They don't, they don't like arrest him or anything. They just let him stand there. They right. just they chast- all go about their business. They yeah. just chastise him. Fucking spy. You jerk. You see, Dax, Dax wasn't angry, but she was very disappointed. She was. That's the worst. I'm not mad that you got a D in spying. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. I'll do better next time. A D for Dominion. Oh. <laughs> oh. And then he goes over to then he goes over to your boy and he's like, Oh, Brian, you believe me, right? And O'Brien gives him the cold shoulder. He's like, get out of my face. The cold, unseparated shoulder. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. Your arm. You hurt your arm playing skeet, skeet, skeet ball. <laughs> this is where Julian is like, I'm not that good a doctor. <laughs> no way you're healed. <laughs> you hurt your arm playing skeet ball. He's like, so it's better now. And he's like, you didn't skeet hurt your ball. arm playing skeet ball at all. <laughs> is it Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> they have a really great Chuck E. Cheese on Deep Space Nine. Quark. Quark opened up a side business because he's like, I got the parents and I need something for the kids. Yeah. So he opened up mm-hmm. a quirky cheese where a kid could be. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let me write this down. Get my Photoshop ready. Quirky he's got cheese. the ears. It's perfect. <laughs> he's got the quirky cheese, bro. You should see the animatronic band. It's sick as shit, dude. It's Rom Quark. keeps them running. It's Quark and Nog and Rom and fucking what's her face with the huge tits. It's it's really and when Morn is in the band. Yeah, Morn, it's awesome. His it's drum solos are amazing. Yeah. So then, um, yes. Yeah, My so. daughter loves Chuck E. Cheese's ears. Whenever we go there, she always wants to touch his ears. <laughs> Do not bring her to Quirky Cheese's. Yeah, no, yeah. That's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah. You're going down, Quirk. <laughs> Put on the sex offender registry for yeah. life. Life. She's way too young for Umats. Yeah. And then um, it totally happens. Then he figures it all out. And then we, sh- we show up on the holodeck. There we are. Always Boom. the holodeck. Always the holodeck. Boom. There we are. And then we see our friend Sloan Peterson, and he's wearing a very slimming and, and shiny black uniform. Why, why is it with these with the spies and stuff? It's always they go for the like the black leather. They look like they escaped from the Phantom Zone. Yeah, they totally do. Yes. Yeah, it's very Phantom Zoney. I mean, if you could get away with wearing black leather whenever the hell you want, wouldn't you? Mm-mm. They were chaps. Oh, he had chaps. Really hot. Too. He, didn't see, he just didn't see him turn around. <laughs> if he turned around over there, they were assless. Come on, Julian. Don't <laughs> you want to be in section 31? Sexy 31. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to be in section 69? Yeah. Assless chaps. And then he tells him, he's like, yeah, man, you know. Eat my butt, Julian. Where's <laughs> <laughs> the really rough, A rough initiation. Yeah, tells him he's like, "Look, man, you could be a part of this. This is what you want to do anyway. You're you're smart, and we know you're not really a spy. You're you're clean. You're good. 
be join yeah. join section 31 and i think this is the first time that section 31 gets like named right like this yep. is it this is the jump off yep so and then we just retcon the fuck out of star trek with it eh, i mean it makes it makes sense and i mm-hmm. think at the end of the episode when um, when Rene Ojebenois says, "Like, well, I mean, they have the tier, the tier Shadow, whatever they're called, and they have the yeah. order. Why wouldn't Starfleet have something similar?" Mm-hmm. It totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's been around since the birth of the Federation. Yeah, and they actually bring it up in uh, Enterprise. Yeah, we, we have another guy show up. So, I mean, black they, leather. They, I mean, they do recon a little bit there, some retcon, but I mean, I think it's. It's a retcon for the better, I would say. Okay, so that's the one thing I... It's not really retcon, though, because they're always like, oh, it's like a shadow organization. Like, no exists. And that's the part where they lose me on Discovery. That's still something I didn't make peace with, is how open everything was about Section 31. Yeah. It's like everybody knew about Section 31. Oh, they must be from Section 31. It's like, no, that shit's supposed to be secret, man. Yeah, but I think on Discovery, it's you can almost give them a pass because they're like on this top secret ship and they're doing some top secret shit too. True that. So, I mean, they have clearance for certain knowledge. Not that knowledge. I think Jetty's on to something there. I mean, they're on a ship that, I mean, you've never seen anything like it ever again in the history of fucking... <laughs> and we will never yeah. talk about it again. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, if anything, Discovery is as top secret as top secret gets. I mean, somebody compared. Maybe they, were, maybe they were letting it out of the box during that time, though. After discovery and the whole sphere data stuff, they're like, "All right, we got to keep this secret." Yeah, we yeah, we yeah. really fucked up with that whole sphere data thing yeah. and the we AI section thirty-one. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, and it's an organization that's two hundred years old. I'm sure there's ebbs and flows that come along with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but it's just, it seems like yeah. Don't you remember? My grandpa used to tell me stories about. You know, when they fought the AI monster back in, in Ot 54. Haley Joe Osment? <laughs> that AI monster? Don't sleep on AI. Mm-hmm. It's a good-ass movie. Yep. I keep getting AI and Bicentennial Man confused very sometimes. Different, very different films. Very different films. Yeah. And then I'll start watching one and getting confused because I'm like, wait, where, where's Robin Williams? One, oh, is, Law. one is sad on purpose the other one is just sad because it's so terrible and i'll let you decide which one is which (laughs) didn't we say something about bicentennial man like he asked he was being molested and he had to live with that memory for 200 years (laughs) (laughs) that was that was a few episodes back yeah a while back so, um, yeah, so they offer to Julian join Section 31, and he's like, no, I'm not. So they fucking gas him, and then <laughs> that's it. Guess. He give wakes him, up on the ship. They give him the old back ass, and lo and behold, nobody knows anything about 31. It doesn't exist, but they'll look into it. They're not sure, but we'll check it out. And nobody's ever heard of Sloan Peterson, and yeah. Yeah. One of the things, uh, I guess, that in, in the retconning of this episode is the name Section 31. Uh, supposedly comes from like the Articles of Federation, like oh. the, the founding doc, where it's like, you know, uh, Article 3, Section 31. 
Interesting. Where it, it gives the blurb of their charter. Okay. So I mean, that's where the name comes from. I mean, and then what Cisco tells them, well, I don't think this Sloan guy is going to be someone to give up. So next time you see him, join. Mm-hmm. And that Do sounds it. that sounds super interesting. So I'm excited. I love this episode. I think this episode's like an eight. I thought mm. it was. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. It had that weird Twilight Zone vibe to it. Like mm-hmm. you didn't know what was happening, what's real, what's not. Section 31's here, which turns out to be a huge part of Star Trek going forward. I love this episode. Mm-hmm. I really liked it too. I, I think I'll give it a seven and a half. There were some little things that were very convenient, the way that he was just like, oh, so that must mean that this is all a hologram. You know, and it's like, okay. I mean, I'll give you that. But it was a good episode. It was a very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Dennis? Yeah, I'd say it's like a seven. Uh, and I, I think part of what maybe brings it down for me a little bit is knowing ahead of time that section 31 at some point was going to try to recruit Julian. Cause you know, I heard like people talking about it uh, around DS nine. Oh yeah, that's right. So, okay. Like I kind of like, I was like, Oh, is this the one where they recruit him to be in the, in section 31? Yeah. And so things started becoming predictable that happened in the show. It's not gotcha. like if, if I had seen it originally back in, whatever 1998 or whatever when it's out right and probably i probably would agree with like it's an eight or whatever but spoiler spoiled me that's what happens that's what they call them spoilers what about you what about you ben i see i i did see it back in 98 and and the problem for me is knowing what comes after and and because sloan comes back spoiler yeah and so knowing those episodes, it's just like, in, in my opinion, I think his later appearance uh, is better. So that's why, mm. I, you know, I, I give this one like a 7.5 because <laughs> it was good, but it gets better. Wow. And I, I, hate to, I hate to rate going, or in just in my opinion. You can't help it though. Like if you, yeah, it's you tough. know what's coming up, you, you kind of are going to compare them. I mean, and even though with what I like, with just with what I know now, it would have to at least be a seven or seven point five. Okay. So it's like seeing The Godfather and then seeing The Godfather two. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Godfather's the best. Oh shit, Godfather two. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's like seeing Godfather two and then seeing Godfather one. Or no, go see Godfather, see Godfather two, and then twenty years later, go back and watch Godfather one again. Yeah, instead of Godfather three. Yeah, there's no such thing. But. Uh, <laughs> So next week is another one of my top probably five episodes. Wow. Well, I mean, it's what, um, In the Pale Moonlight? It's a really Mm -hmm. good one. Dance with the Devil by the Pale Moonlight? Yeah. This is a great episode. There is definitely some devil dancing in next week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, This is a really great episode, so yeah, I'm excited about that. I mean, uh, back to back to back then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know what comes after that though. I, I, I didn't look that far ahead, but we're... His, oh, his way. It's um the okay. Fucking... Yep, Nick Fontaine. Vic yeah, Fontaine. Vic Fontaine. So yeah, so they take the foot off the gas. Yeah. After after the next episode, they kind of. But even that's a good episode because yeah. Yeah. Because that introduces a new recurring character. Yeah. So. So there you go. So we're, uh, I think we'll probably do next week and then take the rest of the holidays off. So we'll have right. like one more episode for the new year. Um, and then we take our winter break. Yeah. Then we'll take mm-hmm. our solstice bro. 
um, holiday. Cause I mean, you know, it's harder to record around the holiday season. So we'll probably do next week and then take the rest of the year off and come back in January. 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That will then the year of Voyager. Ugh. The year of hindsight. <laughs> so, cause I mean, it'll take us. Yeah. We'll probably get through deep space nine in 2020 and be on Voyager. We'll be halfway through. It'll be summer of 2020 when we're finished because we've got 28 more episodes. Yeah. So and there'll be a, two more off weeks. So it's 30 weeks in. So it'll, it'll be into the fall before we hit Voyager. And that'll probably be the end of the podcast. So yeah. Wheel of <laughs> Voyager. <laughs> so. No. Voyager. So get, I've been, get your resumes in now if you want to be on Dork Trek. Oh, <laughs> Voyager. <laughs> There's a part of me that's actually looking forward to it just to see how bad it really is. It's like I've watched a couple of episodes pretty, and I'm sure there's a few yeah. diamonds in there. Well, you and I, Jenny, have a mutual friend who uh, is that's her favorite. Yes. Um, a lot of people are serious, but I think that's people like younger people. Yeah, I that's think that's people cool. who didn't see Deep Space Nine because they went straight from TNG to Voyager. And there's or a lot even of people, people that never like saw it. TNG. There's a lot of people that like it just because Janeway is great, apparently. Like, Janeway is great. Captain. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you're kind of polishing a turd at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, Janeway. Did you bring up the entire show? Yeah. She can't. She's probably in my top 10 captains list. That's why they're probably. I hope so. (laughs) Like, Janeway is as good as as Neelix is terrible. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as. And as what's his name, the the ensign. Oh, Kim Harry. Ensign Kim. Ensign Kim's poor dumb Harry. Harry. Poor dumb he Harry. That's right. Sucks. And then Tuvok sucks. <laughs> in real life, I mean, in real life, and it'd yeah. be cooler if it was Tupac. Like, give me that. <laughs> and, and I was t- and we as a, Tupac, and as I was watching the episode too, like the episode tonight why couldn't we just get a vulcan to read fucking julian's mind my thoughts to your thoughts man that's where you that's need illegal vulcan. that's where you need the vulcan though man you gotta get would the, the uh, would the vulcans be in section 31 though i don't think so no but i'm saying like to clear julian's name that's where you need to go well, why don't you get a, a beta z that's what i was thinking yeah. you don't even need to do the touching thing just have loxana one of her rogue uh, beta zoids rubber titties on you but i like the finger <laughs> thing man i like the my thoughts to my this is my process <laughs> <laughs> don't knock me but yeah your thoughts the mind meld More oil. i love a good mind meld mm. but yeah but uh two vox sucks and harry kim sucks and oh, harry's um good. paris kind of sucks too i think harry i don't know I like the Puerto Rican. Torres is okay, but she like is pretty one note. She's Puerto Rican though. She's a Puerto Rican Vulcan, like that's Puerto Rican Klingon. Yeah, she's a Puerto Rican Klingon, baby. She's got a fucking switch ballot. <laughs> Puerto Rican. I can't remember her name now. Her real name? Bolana. Bolana yeah. Torres. Bolana Torres. That's right. She's Puerto Rican. She's real, man. She's Puerto Rican. I thought she was Mexican, but I, uh, I, think she was, I think she was Puerto Rican. I don't know. Could but be Cuban. It's Dominican. Funny. Yeah, something. But it's funny. Twist, plot twist. She's actually what? her family no, from Minnesota. She, 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 she's from Minnesota. She pulled oh. 
the whole family. Pulled at Elizabeth Warren to try to get into Starfleet. She's like, no, I'm Puerto Rican. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right. Well, there you go, everybody. And she had to go in the Maquis. Yep. <laughs> so thank you for listening. We'll do by pale, the pale moonlight or whatever it's called next week, and then we'll take the holidays off. So. Nobody, nobody bitch at us for not doing episodes. <laughs> yeah. Spend time with your friends and family. Yeah. Get off. We're Star Trek fans. We have neither. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we have each other. Did you just blow your nose into your shirt? No, my eyes are burning. Okay. All right. Well, go to bed. I, I thought so too. I was not even going to question it. I thought that's why he's wearing a green shirt. It's just like. It was white. <laughs> so go to bed, everybody. Good night. We'll talk to you later. I don't understand.